Good morning. We are Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and this is the Morning Moments Matter Show. We are here every weekday morning over a cup of coffee for about 10 minutes talking about how you can make the moments in your life count. How you live your moments is how you live your days, and how you live your days is how you live your life. And our lives aren't lived in the highlight reel of the extra special moments. They're lived in the small, everyday moments. So how we choose to live those moments is really important. And today we have a much more serious topic, or actually maybe the topic is a little more serious, but the stories are much more serious than we've had in the last few days. And we want to share those with you, so hang with us. Um, tissue warning. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how good of a storytellers we are. This week in Clubhouse, we had some really good conversations every morning about time and how the fact that you only get so much. You only have a certain amount of time, and once you get to a certain age, it becomes a little more precious because you're over the hump where you have less left than you than you have Yeah, we won't lived. tell you exactly what age that um, actually is. And it's different for everybody. We have a clearer sense of our limits. I remember having a conversation with my mom and dad when they were getting ready to go on an Alaskan cruise maybe two years ago. And their perspective was, if we don't do this now, this won't happen. Like, we will never be able to do this because of our age and our limitations. And as we get older, the things that we are looking forward to, our potential, the, the things that we have out in our mind that we want to accomplish someday, those start becoming a little bit more limited. Yeah. Right. The bucket list becomes more important because you have less time to do it yeah. or ability. Yeah. And we all have some events in life that force us into facing our mortality. And certainly the pandemic has done that for all of us kind of together as a society. But usually we experience those things as individuals or at the most as like small family units. And we want to share a couple of those experiences with you. A few years ago. When um, it's about when my mom passed away, and she had been in assisted care living, and and we knew that the end was near, but we did get the message from the doctors that me and my sister we should get there. So I remember racing through the night. I was living in Michigan at the time, driving through the middle of the night trying to get there to see mom before the end. And it was a long, hard drive, dark with the stars out. It was a very meaningful drive. But also, I, I was just, I had to get there. I had to get there. I didn't want to stop for gas, but I, I had to stop for gas. <laughs> and I finally get there, and mom's not responsive. My sister had already been there. And I remember walking in, and I grabbed her hand, and I could tell she knew I was at her eyes kind of fluttered, you know, some REM movement or something like that. She took a deep breath, and then she passed away. And that was a moment that mattered. I mean, it was incredibly difficult to be holding her hand at that time, but also incredibly mean, meaningful to be holding her hand at, at the same time. And at that point, it was kind of a, a switch for me, like we're talking about, that we only have so much time left. I'm so glad I got there for that moment. But we've had other people tell me coming up to that, because we knew it was coming, that once your parents are gone, you're going to feel like an orphan. And I didn't get that because dad passed away in 1996. So, he, but I always had mom still. And I was like, how can I be an orphan? I still, you know, I'm, I have parents. I've grown up with parents. I'm not going to be an orphan. And at that point I was like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm an orphan. I don't have any parents. And at that point, my sister and I were, we're at the top of the family tree there. And, and that's some more poignant because I wasn't sure that I'm an adult enough to be at the top of the family <laughs> tree. But it, it does let you think about what 
the moments mean and how you want to use those moments to to let the ones you love and, and do the things you want to do and what kind of legacy that you're going to leave. I didn't. I made it through. You <laughs> did. You didn't cry. Tim is the crier. I thought for sure we were going to have tears today. Okay, we- I got to go. <laughs> When we talked about this last night, you said that one of the things, you talked about legacy last night as well, and that it made you more aware of the legacy that you want to lead. And one of the other things that you said is that it made you want to use your time wisely. Yes, very true. For me, my my moment was maybe, I can't remember the exact time, and I really should have, or I should have looked it up. It was either, it was about four or five years ago. And one of my best friends in the whole world was given a a cancer diagnosis this second time. This was her second round of cancer. And this cancer was different. It's the kind of cancer that you don't cure. It's the kind of cancer that you're in treatment for for the rest of your life, as long as that is. And at that time, she was told that they didn't have any idea if she had two weeks left or two months left or two years left or 20 years left. It just depended on how the treatments affected her. And as each treatment became less effective, if a new one had had time to be developed. And so that the goal was to keep her um, alive as long as, as long as possible for a new treatment to be available. So they would use a treatment until it was no longer effective and hope that a new one had been developed by that time and that that would be the pattern of the rest of her life. And she got that diagnosis at 10 years at her, we're going to clear you from 10 years from the first cancer. And it hit, obviously, devastated them and hit us really hard. I think that was the first time I had ever really faced my mortality and said that if I, if I have two years left to live, if I was given that diagnosis and I had, was told that I had two years left to live, would I be living my life the way I am currently living my life? And that question just wouldn't leave me alone. And I, I've asked it continually. And as we were talking about this last night, I realized that I've lost the urgency of that question in the last three years. She is still with us and she continues to deal with the ramifications and the treatments and all of the things. And I think that happens whenever we have these events. They're really, really meaningful for us for a time. And then things kind of normalize. They're a pattern disruptor and then things normalize. And we wanted to talk about this today because we wanted to give you a pattern disruptor because we tend to think that we'll do meaningful things in our lives in these extra ordinary moments, the the big presentations or the special campaigns at work or the big vacation, but almost all of our lives are lived in the ordinary, everyday, small moments. And if we want our lives to have meaning, we need to live those moments, those ordinary moments with intention and with purpose. I think this show or the morning moments matter type thing that we started off with, how we can maybe for entrepreneurs and business and just to get your life together. But I think it's really taken a turn the last couple of days that these moments do mean more and it's it's getting more personal for us. You know, yesterday was fun and messy, and that's go that's good too. That's a way to enjoy moments as well. But I think it has taken a, a deeper meaning to us for this this show and this this project. So your takeaway today, we want you to ask yourself how you're living your life. If you're living the life that you want to live, if you would make decisions differently, if you had only two years left to live, and if this 
resonates with you, if the stories that we've shared and this idea of intentionally creating a pattern disrupt that forces us to reevaluate has had an impact on you, let us know in the comments. Or if that's too public, feel free to email us either at Tim or Michelle at connectovercoffee.net. Either Tim or Michelle at connectovercoffee.net. And let us know what changes that you want to make in how you want to make your moments matter. Thank you so much for listening and and joining us this morning. We always look forward to these conversations with you. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. So make plans to join us there. Until then, remember that your best day starts this morning. Stay caffeinated, y'all. If you hit record. I was ready to, and I hadn't yet. So, okay, sorry. So This is the deal with live, you know? <laughs> That's right. Every we're, morning. We're continuing the messy from yesterday. Yeah, this is messy. more messy. Messy part two. <laughs>